All right, this morning, uh, the portion of God's Word that we're going to think about for a few minutes comes from 1 John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the Word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it, and testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. The Word of God. Be seated. Or you can stand up with me. I get to stand up. You know, there's a question that right before Christmas, the weeks coming up, that you hear asked a lot, especially uh, asked to our children. It's a good conversation starter, isn't it? And that question is, what do you want for Christmas? And it's always fun, uh, especially when you ask children that question, because they normally have a quick answer, don't they? They're kind of like the little boy in a Christmas story that's dreaming of the BB gun, that that BB gun is going to make his life full and complete. Well, most children, as they're coming up toward Christmas, they have an answer to that question. A lot of times I don't. In my advanced years, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, what do I want for Christmas? And I do get asked that. And it's a real blessing to have an answer, particularly a blessing to the people who are asking. Because I know my wife, I know my, my, my children, that they want to get me something and they want to know that it's something that I really did want. This year I was blessed. I had an answer. I wanted a pair of work boots and a Yeti mug, all right? And so it was so nice whenever that question was asked, well, what do you want for Christmas? Here it is. This is what I want. Well, now that Christmas is over, our question has changed. And for the few days following Christmas, what does the question become? Well, did you get what you wanted for Christmas? And it's so nice whenever you can say yes I got what I wanted. It's nice for yourself because actually you did want these things and you had plans for them and they're good. And so, yeah, I got what I wanted. By the way, I did. I got my work boots and my Yeti mug. All right. But it's really a blessing to the people who got those things for you. Because for them to hear you say, I got just what I wanted, it makes them feel good that they had done something that was beneficial to you. It's really funny, uh, we went shopping with our grandchildren a couple of weeks before Christmas and took them to the store and had them go through the store and pick out the things that they wanted for Christmas. And then we took our cell phone and took pictures of them holding the things up right beside them, you know, face item. We knew exactly what to get. And so that worked well, we thought, until Christmas morning when one of our grandsons said, you didn't get me what I wanted. (laughs) So we pulled the phone out and looked and said, there it is, that's you, you're holding that up right there. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
But it's great whenever you know what you want, and then you get what you want. Well, now it's New Year's, and so the question changes again. We talk about New Year's resolutions and begin to ask the question, well, what is it you want out of this new year? As you look ahead, and even though it's only really a calendar change, not much else has happened, it's a time that we begin to look and say, okay, I've got this time coming up. What do I want to happen in this new year? What do I really want out of this new year? Well, this morning, I'd like for us to examine that, but to examine it in a little different way. Because there's a question that needs to be asked before the question about what we want for this new year can be answered. And it's a basic question, and yet one sometimes that we realize is there, but we don't really take the time to answer it. And yet, if you answer this question, then the question about the new year will take care of itself. In fact, a lot of questions that are going to come up as this year progresses will be answered too if you've asked this question and you have an answer. The question is this. So what is it that you really want out of life? You know, you've been given this marvelous gift. You exist. And some of us have been here for a short time. Some of us have been here for a longer time. But the mystery of this gift of life remains. We're here We're experiencing a lot of things. Some of them are good. Some of them are very difficult. But out of this marvelous gift of your own existence, your life, what is it that you want? Now, what a blessing it is to have an answer to that question. You know, the answer can't be that, well, I want to make more money. Okay, well, then what, you know? Or I want to, uh, you know, enjoy this or to enjoy... It's a bigger question than that, isn't it? What are all these other goals working toward? What do you want this life to be all about? Well, this morning I want us to spend a few moments letting a man talk to us. The man's name is John. We know him as John the Apostle. John, the friend of Jesus, and he's going to speak to us out of the wisdom of about 90 years. By the time he wrote the words that we're going to look at, John was approximately 90 years old, and he was looking back at his life and yet looking ahead toward life, and it's obvious That this man knew what he wanted out of life. And as we read his words, we come to see that he got what he wanted. What a life he had lived. His life began rather nondescript. He was born into a fishing family. Now, that doesn't mean that they just went out and sat on the bank, you know, and fished. But a family business, boats and nets, and there in the Sea of Galilee. And had grown up, I'm sure, as soon as he was old enough to help his dad and his brothers, that they would go out on the boat and they would go fishing. 
And if you had asked him when he was 16 or 17 or 18 years old, what is it you want out of life? His answer might have been a lot like most of our answers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of things. I want this and this and this and this. Yeah, but what is it you most want out of life? What makes all these other things meaningful to you? But when John was probably 20 or in his early 20s, he met a man named Jesus. We know the story. How he and his brother were there uh, by their boats. They had just been fishing. And you, you know all those stories about how Jesus came walking along and said, Come, follow me. Don't know really the thinking process of John that he made that decision that he was going to go and give up everything else that he had had in the past, all of his safety net, pun intended, he would leave there on the rocks of the shore of the Sea of Galilee and would follow Jesus. And during those years he spent traveling around in Galilee and down around Jerusalem, listening to this man Seeing him do marvelous things, John's vision of what he wanted life to be came into focus. By the time that they went through the crucifixion of their friend Jesus, and John stood there on the mount with Jesus' mother beside him, watching his friend die, and then a few short days later, to see him again, alive, with his wounds, but living again. To be told that the Holy Spirit was being given to him. And that he was being sent out with the message. And then to live those 60 or so years following that. Traveling the known world. Teaching and preaching but mainly asking the question, what do you want out of life? Because he would say, I have found something that makes it all worthwhile. Let's listen to what he says. And you can hear the excitement in his voice. John, toward the end of his life, wrote his gospel. His account of the story of Jesus. And he sent that gospel out to different communities of friends that he had. And on top of that gospel, he would write another letter and stick it on top to those particular people. So that they got the gospel, but they also got a letter that was written directly to them. Now we know he did this because we have three of those cover letters in our New Testament. We have the Gospel of John, and then we have the cover letters, which are 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Each one written to different groups of people. So as he begins speaking in 1st John to this unknown group of people that were receiving from him the account of the story of Jesus, listen to the excitement. You know, we can't, as he's writing these words or dictating these words, Here's what he's got to say. We declare to you what was from the beginning. And listen, folks, we ourselves heard it and we've seen it with our eyes. We looked at what I'm talking to you about. I actually touched what I'm talking to you about. 
And what I'm touching, what I touched, and what I saw, and what I'm telling you about, you have to just call it the word of life. In other words, what he's saying is, I discovered what makes life really meaningful and real. I discovered the answer to the question, what do you want out of life? I heard, I saw, I touched. And therefore, he says, this life was revealed to us, and I declare it to you, and I want to tell you something, it is eternal life. Now, you know, when we say eternal life, we usually think of length of time, don't we? That it's going to stretch on forever. We think of eternal like this. But I think John didn't always, didn't only think of eternal life like this. He thought of it like this, too. Because eternal life is not only endless in this direction, it's endless in that direction. It is the height of what life can be. It is the depth of what life can be. It is the answer to the question, what do I want out of life? John said, I heard, I saw, I touched, I have received that answer. Now, before we continue in 1 John, I want us to go back to the Gospel of John, because as he began his Gospel, he was talking about much the same thing. He's so excited to share with them what the meaning of Jesus is in his life. Listen to what he says. He says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. Without him, not one thing came into being. In other words, you are here because he is here. The only way that you have this marvelous, mysterious gift of life, the only way that you exist is because he exists. He goes on to say, all things came into being with him. Without him, nothing has come into being. And what has come into being in him was life. It is life and light. Now, there's two words that John loves. If you read his gospel and you read his letters, you see those words a lot. And I think that John, as he wrote those words and he wanted his people to understand, he said, I- I'm not just talking to you about breathing. I'm not just talking to you about making it through another day. I'm talking to you about life and living life the way that God intended for it to be lived and enjoyed. I'm talking about light, being able to see Not just groping around and not knowing what to do next and where to go next and what, but but to be able to see that there is a purpose to all of this. He goes on to say in his gospel, he says, That word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And from his fullness, we have all received something. Grace upon grace. And it's interesting that in the midst of all of that, he says, and all of this made something possible for you. He says that for everyone who wants to, you now have the power to become a child of God. That is the answer that John would give you. John What do you want most out of life? I want to be a child of God. 
Now the question is, is that our greatest desire? Is that what we really want most out of life? Where does that make the list? Or is it on the list? John says it is the list. It heads the top. And it is from that point on that everything else flows. Every decision that you make about 2016 is based on the fact that you want to be a child of God. And he goes on to say that you now have that right and that power because Jesus has come to this earth and lived among us and gave himself for us to connect us back to God. Let's go back to 1 John. He says the same thing in some different words. He says, we declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have, and here's his word in 1 John, fellowship with us. Because our fellowship is with God. John talks about being a member of the family of God, of living in fellowship with God. Fellowship is friendship, it's relationship, it's knowing God and who He is and what He's doing. You know, as soon as I say that, the Apostle Paul jumps into my mind. Because the Apostle Paul used that same language a lot of times. He said, you know what? The great blessing of Jesus is that Jesus helps you and makes it possible for you to come to know God. And as soon as Paul says that in several of his letters, I know in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, in Galatians chapter 4, as soon as he says that, he says, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. The greatest blessing is not to know God, but the fact that you are now known by God. He knows you. He has claimed you as his own. He has put his arm around you and said, you are mine. What do I want most out of life? To be a child of God. To be known by God. To be in fellowship with Him. Now check your own heart. Has that become your greatest desire? Is that what is going to set your course for today? And this month, and this year, and this life. That above all else, I will be a child of God. John says, I'm writing these things to you so that you will make our joy complete. Meaning, his joy will be complete when all of his friends can see it that same way. Make our joy complete by deciding that from this time forth, no matter what else is pulling at you, no matter what challenges lie in front of you, no matter what other goals you may have, that above it all, your desire and what you want is to be a child of God, to know Him and be known by Him. Make our joy complete by acting upon that. And if right now you cannot say that that has been the driving force in your life, 
then what better time than right now to step out and say, from here on it will be that I will have as my greatest desire to be a child of God. We're going to stand, we're going to sing, we're going to have some folks standing around. They can help you. They can help you to make that step. But as John says back in his gospel, you have the power for that. Now have you made the decision that that's what you want? Let's stand and sing together.